Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. In this segment of Community, we're going mountain climbing. I'll explain that in a minute. An organ transplant is one potential piece of the treatment puzzle for people living with kidney disease. But organ donations are not keeping up with the demand, and there's a long waiting list for people who need a kidney. One reason could be that some potential donors might not realize they're potential donors, or they might be concerned about the effect on their own body of donating one of their two kidneys. One of my guests will provide an inspirational answer to that concern. Good morning, I'm Bernie Lucas, and my guests are Michelle Anthony, Executive Director of the National Kidney Foundation serving the National Capital Area, and Dave Ashley, an endurance athlete, kidney donor, and founder of Adventure Kidney. Good to see uh, both of you. Yeah, Michelle, let's start with with you and and the shortage of donors and that long waiting list. What are some of the the statistics and and details about that? Yeah, we have a dire shortage of organs in this country for those on the waiting list. Many people who need transplants of organs and tissues cannot get them because of the shortage. Every month, more than 2,000 names are added to the national waiting list. Um, about 20 people die every day while waiting for a transplant of a vital organ, such as a kidney, heart, liver. Let me state that again. There's a dire shortage of organ donors yeah. in this country. We have the total list is 118,000 people waiting for organs, of which 98,000 are kidneys. And in 2020, there were 39,000 transplants performed, um, of which 23,000 were kidneys. So you can do the math. Um, 118,000 people on the waiting list, 39,000 transplants last year, leaving 79,000 people on the waiting list. And for kidneys, it's 98,000 people on the list, 23,000 surgeries last year. So that leaves 75,000 people on the waiting list. Um, And when you consider some of the numbers, um, you know, I said the, the waiting list was growing every 10 minutes, another person is added to the waiting list. 75 is another number. One organ, eye, and tissue donor can potentially save or improve more than 75 lives. That's one person. And one, one organ donor can save eight lives. Um, the organs that can be donated include two kidneys, two lungs, heart, liver, pancreas, and intestines. So we urge everyone to be socially responsible um, there's, there's great support for organ donation. 95% of Americans are in favor of it, but only 58% are registered. So we urge everyone to register to become an organ donor. And you can do that by, um, when you renew your license at the DMV, or you can visit donatelife.net to become an organ donor. And, and Dave, you were in the air force working at the Pentagon. You heard about a college classmate who was very ill and that sort of started things for you. Uh, tell us, tell us the story. 
Yeah, sure. So I'm part of a Facebook group where I keep up with my classmates from college. Uh, we graduated West Point way back in 97. And I saw a post uh, from a friend of mine saying that his roommate from college was really sick. Uh, his kidneys had failed and he'd been on dialysis for over a year and no one in his family was able to match. And he was looking at a multi-year wait uh, to get a deceased donor through his state. And uh, so they were just asking for people to get tested. And I thought to myself, hey, getting tested is easy. I'll just have some blood drawn. They'll probably come back and tell me I'm not a candidate, but you know, I kind of did the right thing and I tried. Uh, and so I did that, uh, heard back, hey, we want to do another test. Hey, no problem, did that one. Heard back from that, they said, hey, uh, so let's get a little serious about this. And I said, well, probably about time I talk with my wife uh, and make sure that she's aware kind of what I'm doing. But you know, it just kind of settled on me that, you know, hey, here I have a chance to take someone who's doing dialysis uh, four or five days a week, who's got uh, had to leave his job, had to move back to where his family lives, basically expecting to die sometime in the next couple of years because he doesn't have access to someone who's willing to help him be an organ donor. And, you know, I, I just said to myself, I got to help him. Uh, now, I did have to take a look and see what the impact would be on my life. I'm a huge endurance athlete. I do a sport called adventure racing where we're out for uh, maybe one or two days, uh, biking, paddling, and, and running through the woods. Uh, and so I reached out to other ultra marathoners and endurance athletes. No one could really tell me what the impact would be on my passion, on sport, following a donation, uh, which was a little bit disappointing to me. Uh, I like to have all that data before making such a big decision, uh, but I decided to go ahead and, and proceed with the donation and donated to Chris back in January of 2017. And uh, today he is still doing fantastic. Uh, and I can go into more about what my life was like after that uh, and why I'm doing uh, Adventure Kidney uh, as well. Yeah. Well, tell, tell us just, you know, the procedure on you when you go to actually donate the kidney. What was that like? Yeah, like I said, it was a series of tests uh, initially. And then once they have done the screening and it looks like a good match, they brought me up to the hospital to do some more detailed testing to make sure the kidney was healthy, to make sure my other kidney was going to be healthy. There were no uh, medical issues with me uh, that make it a risk to my life down the road living with one kidney. Uh, so I pass all of those. Uh, and the, the surgery itself uh, was uh, done during one day. And uh, three days later, I was out of the hospital uh, walking. And about three months later, I did my first ultra marathon. Wow. Uh, so obviously, it's not a, a huge time frame for recovery. This was a laparoscopic procedure. Uh, and uh, about a year after the surgery, I really didn't feel much different at all than, than when I had before. That's good. And then, of course, your friend was feeling a lot better, I assume. <laughs> oh, immediately. I mean, just uh, he got his color back. He all the water that he had been retaining for those who know what it's like to live on, on dialysis. Um, he's now moved back uh, to New York city and, and resumed his, his job. Uh, he's able to watch his son uh, go through primary school and, and into high school soon. Uh, he just got his life back. And every night I go to sleep, no matter, you know, what kind of a bad person I was during the day, I can look back and you go, you know what? I saved someone's life. I mean, no doubt about it. I saved somebody's life and I go to sleep uh, with a smile on my face. We're talking with Michelle Anthony from National Kidney Foundation and Dave Ashley, founder of Adventure Kidney. 
So your experiences led you to, you know, start Adventure Kidney. Tell us what that is and, and what led you to that. Yeah, sure. So as I was always saying, looking at uh, making this decision, I couldn't find anybody that, that could definitively say, hey, here's how my life was changed after an organ donation doing uh, endurance sports. Uh, I decided to go ahead and have their procedure, slowly started dipping my toes back into the sports that I love and my passions uh, and found out that, you know what, there's really not any impact, which was kind of a surprise to me. Uh, the remaining kidney uh, actually gets a little bit larger and picks up uh, the, the slack on helping out the body. And like I said, after about a year of recovery, I really was back up to full potential winning races again. Uh, during that year, I met another uh, living kidney donor who has since set up a nonprofit called Kidney Donor Athletes. And uh, what their goal is to try to get the story out to more endurance athletes about, hey, you all are ideal kidney donors potentially. Uh, and you can do this and get back into your sport. Meanwhile, you can save a life. And so she's got that mission of trying to get the word out. Uh, and for me, what I decided is, you know what, I want to also get the word out, not just to endurance athletes, but to military members as well, because I was on active duty uh, when I made this decision, when I went through the surgery and recovered. And the Department of Defense was 100% behind uh, my choice to do this. Uh, and so I founded uh, an organization called Adventure Kidney. You can find me online www.adventurekidney.com. And my goal is to be the first living kidney donor to do a really awesome adventure. And I decided that I love mountains. And uh -huh. so what I'm going to do is I'm going to climb the tallest mountain on each continent, so-called seven summits, uh, and show all the world that as a living kidney donor, there's no obstacles to having an adventurous life. Those of us who are not adventure athletes or mountain climbers. Obviously, we've heard of you know uh, uh, Mount Everest and Denali, right. uh, but what what are what are the seven? And and have you started on this yet? Yeah, so I started uh, back in those great pre-COVID days with Mount Kilimanjaro. Uh -huh. uh, that's the tallest mountain in Africa, and I had uh, already uh, plans lined up, plane tickets for uh, the tallest mountain in the, what they call the Oceania continent, which is in Indonesia. Uh, I had plans for Denali and plans for Elbrus, which is the tallest uh, mountain in Europe. It's in Russia. Uh, but unfortunately, all those got delayed. Yeah. Uh, however, I'm back uh, again now. I've gotten my vaccines. Uh, countries are opening back up and I'm slated to be on Denali this coming June. And Denali is considered to be, uh, even with Everest on the list, Denali is considered to be the hardest mountain because the weather is extremely cold, the winds are really brutal, and you're out there for three weeks with no porters, no support. It's just you and your team carrying all your gear and food from one camp higher and higher and higher, uh, and then waiting for a weather window to finally attack the summit. Wow. And, and I might add, I want to thank Dave for taking the NKF flag out with him wherever <laughs> he goes. We've got amazing pictures of him standing at base camps of these monstrous mountains um, with our flag. So thank you so much, Dave. Yeah. Happy to do it. Yeah. That is incredible. So at, uh, adventure kidney, so you're doing these and part of what you do is fundraising as a res in addition to the awareness. Yeah, that's right. And I partnered with a, another nonprofit called purple heart summits and their mission is to get combat wounded veterans 
uh, up off the couch, give them a really difficult mission, climbing a mountain. Uh, and depending on, on what they're capable of, that could be a mountain in the United States, that could be one of the big mountains that I'm doing. Uh, and so the goal is to get them out, help them achieve the summit. Uh, and during that process, we match them with somebody like me. Uh, I'm a retired colonel and I'm a mentor for them during the climb. And we'll talk to them about, hey, how are your finances? Uh, how are things going at work? Uh, have you been and talked to the mental health specialist lately? And so we give them uh, a different side of mentoring and they don't even really know what's going on because they're so focused on, on that mountain climb. So it's a great partnership. Well, Michelle, what, what is, um, what is your take on this? I am so glad <laughs> that he picked up the phone and cold called me because it's been a great partnership. And um, I'm just so in awe of living donors, um, you know, really giving, giving this gift and, so grateful to um, the employers. Um, that's really a that's really a big part of what we do now is to really encourage removing barriers to living donations. Um, you know, we we have the Living Donor Protection Act um, making its way through through Congress so that living donors aren't discriminated against insurance buys. Um, and we are always encouraging um, states, municipalities, employers to you know, give, give the time, give the support and the time off so that people can be living donors, because really it's, it's the way that we are going to attack that list because um, to underscore the importance of living donation and Dave's gift, only three in 1000 people die in such a way that allows for organ donation because it's got to be brain death. Yeah. So building the list and getting people to sign their organ donor cards is important and it shows support of organ donation, but really we have to grow the, the you know, number of living donors in this country. And if somebody wants to learn more about it or, or maybe see if they're eligible to be a donor, what are some things they need to do? Um, you can basically visit a couple of websites. We have on our website, um, it's kidney.org slash living donation. And there are a lot of resources available to talk about you know, if you're able to be a living donor and what the entire process looks like. Um, and then donatelife.net is, is a really good resource as well. In our remaining few minutes, um, let me get some final thoughts from you. Anything else that you'd like to add or repeat or emphasize? Let's start with Dave. Yeah, I'd really like to highlight what Michelle just mentioned about having that safety net. If I didn't have the military TRICARE, if I didn't have the support from the people in my office, who had to cover me during the month I was out uh, for the surgery and recovery, my decision might've been really different, uh, but I'm fortunate. I have that insurance. I have those coworkers uh, who were so thoughtful to be able to do that for me. And that's something that we ought to make available for anybody who wants to be a living donor, that kind of medical support, that kind of guaranteed coverage that when they're out of work, that they're still going to come back to a job uh, and get paid is a real big part of the decision. And Michelle? I just wanted to point out um, that kidney disease um, or transplant can be really scary. Um, we have a toll-free helpline where you can speak with a specialist who will answer your questions and listen to your concerns. So I wanted to publicize that, that NKF CARES program. So the, the toll-free phone number is 855-NKF-CARES, or you can email us at nkfcares at kidney.org. 
that's some great information and, and Dave, some great inspiration for what you're doing. I want to start following you. I know you're on social media. What are some ways that we can follow your progress in this? Yeah, thanks. Uh, so I'm on uh, Facebook, uh, Twitter, and Instagram, all under Adventure Kidney, one word. And again, my website where you can view my climbs and my other adventures uh, and even make a donation to those climbs, www.adventurekidney.com. Dave Ashley, founder of Adventure Kidney and a living donor and adventure uh, athlete, mountain climber. It's, it's going to be fascinating following this. And Michelle Anthony, Executive Director, National Kidney Foundation, serving the National Capital Area. Great talking with you, as always. Appreciate your time, Bernie. Sure. And um, give us your, uh, your websites one more time. Kidneywdc.org. Mr. Rogers said, look for the helpers. You can always find people who are helping. Thank you to all the first responders who put their lives in danger to help us when my brothers and sisters need them. We look out for the helpers because they look out for us. Help us help first responders in your community today. Go to firstrcf.org to learn more. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.